the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon. Another week, another Stefan Tubbs show with no Stefan. And so I had a good conversation with my buddy Stefan today. His, his voice sounds great. He is chomping at the bit, just dying to get back in the saddle. And uh, so I just wanted you to know that. He has posted online and, and said it's fine to share. He's not hiding the fact he's got that uh, that latest virus the rsv virus going around and um, i guess it's just knocked him on his can so um, prayers for brother stefan and we'll try not to burn up the place too bad today my name is randy corporan i come in on saturdays at 5 p.m uh, me and uh, matt dunn of backbone radio we sort of do the weekend evening shows here on 710 knus matt dunn from four to seven with the historic backbone radio and I hear uh, kick it off on Saturdays at 5 o'clock. So what a gorgeous day after last week. Uh, for me, it was an unusual week because um, when I was doing my show a week ago Saturday at near the end, I got this text message. And it said, uh, did you miss the email? We haven't heard back from you. And I wrote, I didn't recognize the texter. And I, you know, I thought it was one of those you get bombarded with, uh, we haven't received your donation. Are you no longer a Republican? But I responded to this one because it didn't look like the typical, you know, sort of fundraiser. And apparently I had received an email invitation to attend the announcement of Donald Trump's 2024 presidential run, and it had gone to spam in my email. So um, I'm scrambling because I've got a deposition of federal court case depositions scheduled in Austin, Texas on Wednesday and obviously had no plane tickets, no hotel. I was I had some flu of my own, was on antibiotics or actually I got my antibiotics in Palm Beach, but I was just starting to feel sick and just, you know, who how are you going to pull it all off? But I fly out on Monday to Palm Beach. Wonderful time at Mar-a-Lago on Tuesday. Um we had the reserved seating up front the place was you know standing room only ton of media there people just packed in everywhere um but about i don't know 20 or 30 rows maybe maybe less than that 20 rows of seating about 20 or 30 across but those were all reserved so it was real easy uh nice to be able to just get in have a place to sit and i had the perfect seat to see um, just everybody. The family looked good. Melania was beautiful. Donald Trump was healthy, and um, he looks and sounds good. And it was an understated Trump, without a doubt, uh, a forward-looking Trump. He took his jabs at sleepy, creepy Joe Biden, and, you know, he had a few comments to make. But he even commented during the speech, in case you didn't see it. And why would you? Because only Fox um, or Newsmax covered in full, I think, Fox News bailed out of it after uh, after a few minutes, went to Sean Hannity or something, and uh, reporters were there, hung out with, uh, what is her name, Christiana D. is it Dior from OAN, um, 
beautiful lady, actually uh, has property here with her husband here in Colorado, and uh, and I'm a, I'm an attorney in a lawsuit that she's involved in, and um, uh, P at Newsmax was definitely there. I met one of their reporters. I forget his name, John something, and uh, it, it was just a a wonderful experience and and sort of seeing this agenda that Donald Trump plans to lay out was very very interesting and it was 80 degrees so um, you know that's kind of good when you're struggling through a bad cold or flu and and my doctor finally threw me on some antibiotics which I picked up in Palm Beach I'm sitting in my hotel on Wednesday with a you know leisurely two flights back to Denver you have to go to Charlotte and then from Charlotte uh, on American Airlines anyway you can go pretty much anywhere and all of a sudden, at about 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning, I get this 18-page federal court order that says your Wednesday deposition, which had just worked out beautifully. So a third party had gotten involved, and they'd filed what's called a motion for protective order. And the protective order, in every discovery situation I've been in, in 20, I'm in my 25th year now practicing law, Every discovery situation I've ever been in, the filing of that motion for protective order stops the deposition, stops whatever the discovery is. And then the other side responds, and sometimes there's a hearing or the court rules on the paper, paperwork. I thought I was done with this deposition for a while. 10 o'clock, waiting for my flight back to Charlotte to then come home to Denver, not feeling great, second day of antibiotics. This 18-page federal order drops that creates all of these protections for the deposition, but doesn't stop the deposition. And so all of a sudden, I'm scrambling because, you know, this was a video deposition. There were multiple attorneys there, massive conference room. So a lot of pieces, moving pieces in play. I get to Charlotte. I run to the uh, American Airlines desk, got the very last ticket, very last ticket to Austin, Texas. And got in there about 8.30. My client drove up from where he lives, prepped. We had 1,000-plus pages of documents, and it was just incredible. And then the de deposition the next day, which can go up to seven hours, federal depositions under federal rules of civil procedure, up to seven hours. took nine-plus hours to get through that thing. So I'm just dying. But when you defend a deposition, you don't have to do much. You object here and there and pay close attention and, you know, talk to your client and Anyway, it was something, and then the next day, um, I had a 7 o'clock flight back to Denver. The deposition was, I said Wednesday, the deposition was on Thursday. So I was all set on Wednesday to leave, got to Austin Wednesday night. The deposition was Thursday, and then a 7 a.m. flight back to Denver on Friday. And so I went straight to the office. I worked Saturday, did the Saturday show, and... Uh, Man, oh, man, I'm glad I'm up to filling in for Stefan today, but I'm actually feeling great. It was a wonderful week. Got the, uh, that deposition done, which, you know, just been dreading just the time and the effort to get it done. Got it done quickly because of the unexpected order. Loved being there with Trump. And I come back here to 18 degrees. 18 degrees when I landed about 9 o'clock Friday morning and the snow everywhere. Oh, man, but what a beautiful day today, and the weather looks good. I think we've got 48 degrees in hell, otherwise known as Denver, 49 in Aurora right now, 50s, maybe 60s as we move forward to uh, and get into Thanksgiving. 
excited about Thanksgiving. I hope you are, too. I, I know we've got sad election results here in Colorado, much, much better around the country than people are saying. And we may talk about that a little bit later. But um, but it's Thanksgiving, and I've got kids and grandkids coming together and, and uh, you know, all the things to be grateful for and, and just circle the wagons, say no to politics for a little while, and uh, – uh, and enjoy what I hope for everybody will be an awfully good and long weekend. 303-696-1971 is the number. 303-696-1971. We'll talk about literally anything that is on your mind today. Um, I didn't have time to schedule guests or uh, really dig too deeply into the different topics of the day. Obviously, we have the tragic shooting down in Colorado Springs. They've res- revised some numbers. We know five people had died. Originally, they said 18 injured, and that number went up to 25 in the latest news conference, which I just caught a glimpse of, got to read the the cryon or whatever it's called that scrolls across the bottom. It looks like they've lowered the number of injured to 17, all sick, all sad, all just tremendously um, disturbing heading into Thanksgiving weekend. But, of course, the left being the left, immediately has to start attacking conservatives, attacking people like Lauren Boebert, uh, attacking anybody who has the simple opposition to bringing, uh, allowing, having boys able to walk into your little girl's bathroom at school or at a restaurant or anywhere else, or who has an objection to boys competing in girls' sports and thereby making it virtually impossible for girls to win, uh, you know, girls who've devoted their careers, their entire, you know, elementary school, middle school. They've got a knack. They've got a love. They're willing to do the work, get into high school where it starts to matter, where you might get into the Olympics or, you know, compete on a statewide, national, international level. And a biological boy comes and knocks you off the winner's circle. And those are all, you know, reasonable things for us to talk about. But because people like me, because people like Lauren Boebert, because conservatives in general have the audacity to push back on this continuing drive toward, I I have no idea what kind of society the left wants us to live in. Obviously, it's open borders, free crime, criminals get out. This alleged shooter down in Colorado Springs who's in custody apparently threatened to plant a bomb or blow up, what was it, his mother, his grandmother? I'm not totally up on the details of that story. But, uh, uh, and, and, was, and was made aware, known to the FBI, known to the police, and a prosecutor down in Colorado Springs apparently declined to press charges. But we never talk about that. Instead, we talk about the, the dangerous language of the right. And man, oh man, I, I, I just get so tired of it. And you know what? As effective as it's been, as much impact as the the abortion issue and the youth vote being bribed by Joe Biden for the $10,000, you know, rebate for their student loans, forgiveness of their student loans that now several courts have said is illegal, unconstitutional um, for all of those things. The idea that the left gets to continue to. Um, lie about what the right says or what the right does 
is being blown apart by none other than Elon Musk. Elon Musk at Twitter. I love it. When I did my Saturday show this weekend, the Twitter poll was going on where uh, Elon Musk had just put out the uh, the old phrase, uh, what is it, Vax, Vox Populi, Vox Day, Voice of the People is the Voice of God. And he had a poll running, and 15 million people voted. At one point, there were a million votes an hour going into that poll. And the poll closed. It closed on um, what during my show with Donald Trump being voted to be reinstated by, I think, 3.6%. And so he did it right away. And since that, and, he, and the account was scrubbed. Like when I first clicked over into Real Donald Trump, I think it had like 88,000 followers. By the end of the show, it was into the millions. And I haven't actually checked it today, but I'll bet it is up there. We can just do that real quick because this is live radio after all. Real Don. Yep, there he is. 87.5 million followers back already on Donald Trump's Twitter account. Everybody's there but Donald Trump. He is not tweeting yet. He's got true social. Uh, now, if anybody's in his ear, they have to be telling him, look, mister, um, you, you've got to get on Twitter. That's Look at the followers you've got. He's got... He's almost three times the number of followers that the actual, if you believe it, putative president Joe Biden has on his Twitter account. And uh, he's going to be a force of nature. And yet, here in Colorado, all of the brainiacs, nonstop, we lost in Colorado because of Donald Trump. As long as Donald Trump is a part of the uh, conversation, we'll, we won't be able to win again in Colorado Really, really um, interesting perspective in my mind. And um, I had pulled up a little clip that I wanted to play for you from my buddy Dick Wadhams. I guess uh, I'll pull that up again in the uh, during the break because this morning I started receiving all kinds of communications about, uh, about Dick Wadhams, who was on with my friend John Caldera. And I should say my friend Dick Wadhams. I mean, we disagree on most everything now, it seems. But he's come into studio. He's been on my radio show. We, we can talk. He'll respond. Um, well, usually. But uh, it may be the nature of our disagreement, just like I've had this problem with others, um, that has chopped into the ability to have a, um, any kind of a relationship outside of just bare minimum conversations. But the point is, you know, I, I was going to play this conclusion that he said, which was basically, I don't know what it's going to take here in Colorado. Uh, but it's not going to happen right away. I'm so glad that he finally admitted that. And we'll get into some of that. The Donald Trump is not responsible for the losses in Colorado or some of the losses around the country. And I wish that people would just realize that he's not going anywhere. If he's indicted, he will still win the nomination, in my opinion, and, uh, and will still be running for president. So why not just stop lying about Charlottesville uh, and misrepresenting what he said about Charlottesville? Why not stop lying about the two impeachments and Russia, Russia, Russia and collusion, collusion, collusion? And why not stop lying about his actual record and the candidates that he supported who won, who didn't, and a host of other things? One of the absolute 
to me, should be the biggest story. And I don't mean besides this shooting here locally. This is, you know, obviously big news. But the biggest national story ought to be that Hunter Biden, the Hunter Biden laptop has now been verified by none other. And listen, we all take our shots at CBS News. Uh, We have CBS News here on 710. And when you listen to them, um, you can tell built-in bias so often from much of their reporting. It's obvious. They played the game on Twitter. We'll talk about that later on in the show as well. But um, my good buddy, Leroy Doffenbaugh, who uh, was my was producer on Wake Up with Randy Corcoran long before he came to the big leagues here on the Stephen Tubbs show, um, was kind enough to cut up some audio that I sent him with CBS. CBS reporting on the validity of the Hunter laptop. And they have to. They have to because Republicans take power in January. Investigations are underway. And that's what we should be focusing on right now is getting more and more people to understand just how bad, how dangerous, how criminal the radical left that is still in charge of some aspects of our government and virtually all of them now here in Colorado are, have been, and will continue to be if we don't stop them. I know we've got callers on the line. 303-696-1971 is our number. Coming up at 340, we, even though the big man's not here today, we will do our Money Mondays with David Fisher of Landmark Capital. Uh, That should be very, very interesting. I've got some questions. And, of course, we'll take all of your calls today at 303-696-1971. Everybody on the line, sit tight. We'll get to you next after our first break here on the Stephen Tubbs Show, 710 KNUS. We're back at 427. Randy Corcoran here for my ailing buddy, Stephen Tubbs. I do Saturday nights at 5 p.m. Matt Dunn, Backbone Radio, Sunday nights at 5, at 4, actually. He comes in an hour earlier. Uh, so those are the, the weekend evening programs around here. I hope you will check them out. Uh, kind of an alternative view from what you hear on a lot of the mainstream stations and, and mainstream commentary, and I think that's... Uh, Always important to get different sides of the story. One thing I have been making a habit of playing before we get back to some of the topics, and we'll we'll start with David and Thornton when we get to the calls, but one of the things that I've been playing for my audience is a very familiar voice from the CCP virus, COVID-19 days. Um, just tell me, it's very short, just tell me if is there any contradiction in these two very quick comments from Dr. Anthony Fauci. I didn't shut down anything. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. What? I didn't shut down anything. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. Isn't that amazing? The same guy, the same voice, and two diametrically opposed positions. I didn't shut the country down. And then later I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. Well, who was the president, President Trump at the time, to rely upon then the longest serving, highest paid government employee, uh, what, 40 years in the medical field, in, in charge of the National Institute of Health, the 
laboratory research in the Wuhan lab in China. Just one more time. We'll move on. I didn't shut down anything. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. Yeah, that gets people's attention. Mr. Fauci is nothing but a liar and a bad doctor. Uh, Alexa, thank you very much. Um, I appreciate that. And yes, Alexa, I agree. So glad Project Veritas, Juanita Broderick back on Twitter, Babylon B. I mean, the list is just going on and on and on. But I did promise we'd get to the phones, and then I want to play a little bit of audio from um, a regular contributor here on 710 KNUS, uh, Dick Wadhams. First, we'll talk to David in Thornton. David, welcome. Thanks for waiting. Uh, thank you for taking my call. I uh, see that the president's going to pardon two turkeys, Nancy Pelosi and <laughs> Adam Schiff. Well, you haven't heard the latest news, have you, David? Uh, which what, what uh, is uh, that? Uh, about which the is... about the turkey pardons. Yeah, I heard it. One of them was. Uh, uh, no, you're not playing along. You're not playing along with me here, David. You haven't heard the latest on the turkey pardons, have you? The, the question. The answer is yes. No, no, no. I haven't. Yes, I. <laughs> you no, haven't. I haven't because I just think it's Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff. Well, I've got bad news because all turkeys have been denied presidential pardons after photos emerged of them attending the January sixth rally. <laughs> so, so that's it. That's another good one. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, thanks. Anybody else with turkey commentary today? Gobble, gobble. We're all for it here on the Stuff and Tub Show. That was awesome, David. Anything else? No, that'll do it. I just had to pass that little bit of thinking in my brain about who's, what turkey he should pardon. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, my friend. Thank you. Okay, but- yeah. All right, David's line is open, 303-696-1971, 303-696-1971. Uh, one, there's one more thing that I like to remind people uh, about on my Saturday show. You know, a little more flexibility. It's not afternoon drive. The, the um, news isn't popping so fast typically on a Saturday evening. But for everybody, and remember, polling continues to remind us that election integrity is a is a victory. It is a polling victory. It is a majority issue. In fact, voter ID is an 80% issue nationally. I think the last Rasmussen I saw said 60% of the Republicans still believe 2020 was a scam. And Listen, I am involved in, you know, machine litigation as a, as a lawyer in two cases, as a party in a case. You don't have to talk about machines in order to understand what happened in 2020. All you've got to do is look at Arizona, which you may also get a chance to talk to. But I just want people to remember. We may get a chance to talk about, I mean. But I just want people to remember this: these words of wisdom 14 years ago when it comes to elections election machines well i tell you what it it helps in ohio that we got uh, democrats in charge of the machines um but but look i come from chicago so so i want to be honest it's not as if it's just Republicans who have monkeyed around with elections in the past sometimes democrats have to you know whenever people are in power 
they're, you know, they have this tendency to try to, you know, tilt things in their direction. Huh. Who knew? What did he say at the beginning? Well, I tell you what, it, it helps in Ohio that we got uh, Democrats in charge of the machines. Yeah, he was not joking. <laughs> I assure you. And Arizona, by the way, the fight is still on in Arizona for Carrie Lake. Um, I'm the Colorado representative on the Republican National Committee, the Republican National Committee man for Colorado. And um, and my colleague from California, super civil rights attorney Harmeet Dillon, is heading up a legal team that's in Arizona right now. Uh, if you haven't seen or paid attention to all of the chicanery, particularly in Maricopa County, but it's more and more popping up all over the state and the way that they suppressed the vote on vo- on election day which of course typically favors republicans by a great deal man make sure you go back and listen to podcasts from my saturday show i play audio from maricopa etc and the election's over so we've got you know we've got time now to continue to number one play out the shenanigans in Clark County, Nevada, and Maricopa County, uh, Georgia, uh, Maricopa County, Arizona. And we should primarily be focused on Georgia right now because we've still got a Senate race to win over there. And um, and there's so many ways you can help with uh, with Herschel Walker and that race. You can do it from here. And you can also do it um, by going to Arapo, the uh, well, I'm chair of the Arapo Tea Party, going to Tea Party Patriots. I'm going to pull up, I'm going to find a website uh, in just a minute. There's a website for Tea Party Patriots um, for people who actually have the time to go to Georgia after Thanksgiving, be there from November 27th through December 7th, or if that's too much time in your schedule, we also need people out there from, uh, I think it's December 4th or 5th through the 7th. The election is on the 6th, and uh, it'll include help for poll watchers and for uh, people knocking on doors, making calls, observing the counts, etc. And the website is help at gapolls.com, help at gapolls.com, or you can go to teapartypatriots.org, and uh, um, the, there's a link right there for help at gapolls. But here's the cool thing. There's money available for folks. So if you've got the will and you've got the time, but you ain't got the dough to travel, there are scholarships available. They are, they are looking for bodies, and there is money to pay people for your hotels, for your air travel, and it's a real simple application to fill out there. This Georgia race is crucial because, you know, 50-50 isn't what we hoped for. It's not what we expected. And I know it's all Trump's fault. Just ask most of the people who seem to talk about this all the time. Not true, of course. But having that 50-50 balance means that, uh, you know, Joe Manchin can be at issue. And he stopped the filibuster before. And he stopped some other bad things from happening before he caved right at the end before uh, the last election. And it also makes a big difference on committees and how committees get filled and whether there are equal number of Republicans and Democrats um, on these very, very important committees. So the Herschel Walker race, incredibly, incredibly important. 
And, you know, I really want to get into this Hunter Biden story, and we'll do that in the 4 o'clock hour or the 5 o'clock hour, the next hour of the show. Next segment, we'll be joined by um, by Stefan's good friend, David Fisher, Landmark Capital for Money Mondays. I'm really looking forward to that. But before we run out of time here in this break, I had mentioned um, Dick Wadhams. And, you know, I'm not picking on Dick. I'm just opposing his perspective, his point of view. And I'm getting emails and texts from people that he's popping up everywhere at all kinds of uh, Republican events, uh, breakfasts, meetings. He is scheduled to be the featured speaker at the Arapahoe County Republican Breakfast in December. If you're interested in attending, I'm going to try and see if I can get that into my schedule. Just send me an email. At uh, In fact, you can use my Tea Party email, Party at gmail.com, Party at gmail.com. He was on uh, John Caldera's show. Uh, Mike was filling in for John, who apparently was starring in a, um, what did Michael say in that show? Something about a uh, hair replacement commercial or something. Anyway, it's a joke. But um, uh, here, here's what Dick is having to say everywhere he goes. I think we are a deep blue state as long as Donald Trump dominates the Republican Party and defines the Republican Party. So that was the beginning of his interview. And then here's how he closed out that interview. About, uh, gosh, almost 30 minutes on Friday, I think, is when uh, Devil's Advocate airs. It's going to take some demographic changes like you just talked about. Once again, Mike, it's going to we cannot do it as long as Trump defines the Republican Party. It's unbelievable. Uh, and, you know, interestingly, in Florida, you bring up Florida. Two hundred. I read where two hundred thousand New Yorkers have left New York to go to Florida, and they were conservatives. All the, all the conservatives left New York State. Yes, apparently. Yes. yes, and that that has fundamentally changed Florida politics. Just like the eight hundred thousand people who moved here, um, and then uh, and then of course DeSantis has moved Hispanics uh, towards Republicans. He carried Miami Dade County, a majority Hispanic. County, the biggest county in Florida. He carried it. I mean, he has fundamentally transformed Florida into a red state when it comes down to it. Uh, so I don't know what it's going to take here. I guess it's not going to happen right away. All right. Well, fair enough. Yeah, I, I think it was good to finally hear Dick admit that he doesn't know what's going to happen here or what it's going to take. Uh, and I think that's been the case for a while. And we can certainly talk about that more in the 4, 5, and uh, 6 o'clock hours. 303-696-1971 is the number. Time to take our next break, though. Don't forget, when we come back, we'll be joined by David Fisher, Landmark Capital, for Stefan's infamous Money Mondays. And right now, it's time to check in with Lori Kelman in the 710 KNUS Newsroom. Man, no one the tub, no wonder the Tub Show is on fire every afternoon. The music is awesome. Great job. Welcome back. Randy Corcoran in for my ailing buddy, Stephen Tubbs. And uh, apologies to the callers. We will be open lines from 4 to 7. So uh, call back, and we will get to your calls, I promise. But right now, very excited. Been many months since I've been here and had an opportunity to talk to Stephen's good friend, David Fisher, from Landmark Capital. And uh, But it's Money Mondays, and let's do it. David, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Randy. Thanks for having me on your program. Yeah. Or on Stefan's program, actually. You better believe it. Not that I had much choice, but I've really been looking for <laughs> I've really been looking forward to talking to you because man, it is just crazy out there heading into the holidays and everything else. Um 
So I guess, you know, the first thing, let's start with the basics. What's happening with the stock market today? Well, it's flat today, but we've been on a yo-yo since the last time I was on Stephenson's program, which was three weeks ago. He was in Hawaii for a week, and then I was gone for two. Uh, same place, just different island. But anyway, the stock market rocketed a couple of weeks ago because uh, the CPI number, which is the inflation number, which was the high in April at 8.3%, came down to 7.7% last month, is the report. And so the stocks rallied because everybody thought the Fed was going to, you know, not raise rates and pivot. Then the Fed came out <laughs> the next week and just reaffirmed again, Wall Street, that they're not pivoting. And in fact, James Bullard, who's one of the Fed uh, cohorts there, he said we might raise rates to five to seven percent instead of four and a quarter. And others at the Fed are saying there's, the market is getting way out in front of the Fed and uh, cannot stress that that one data point is we're still going to go ways of raising rates. And uh, Christopher uh, Walker, or Waller, excuse me, he's a governor at the Fed, said that. And so, uh, And the prognosticator who's always been right pretty much this year, almost 99%, referring to Mike Wilson uh, for Morgan Stanley. Now he's forecasting the S&P to drop uh, next year to 3,300 and possibly 3,000. The Nest or the S&P is at 3,950 today. So it's a wow. pretty big drop from here. So it's not, we're not out of the woods yet. We could be in a recession. In fact, one economist says uh, there's a 90% chance of a recession. He's a guy at John Hopkins University. Well, you know, I'm I'm a political activist and uh, and politically involved and politically political people that I trust. I hear them talking uh, all the time about um, one safe area to hedge your bets against this currency, against this inflation, and against these interest rates. And uh, and you've got the answers there, I think. So uh, tell folks what they should be thinking about and maybe looking into if they're really concerned. Well, gold is the is the place, and silver. Since you brought up that, we usually talk it at the end, but I'm ah. glad you brought it up now because sure. I want to make sure we get into this. Because what I'm going to share right now is probably the, from a report, the World Gold Council, who they don't buy gold, they don't sell gold. They report what central banks do in the gold market. And in 28 years of me doing this in the industry, I have the report that is shocking. The biggest report I've ever seen in 28 years. They are reporting that the demand for the third quarter of this year has increased 28%. The World Gold Council quote is, gold diverse resource in demand is why you should have a strategic place in investors' portfolio. Our research shows that gold remains on solid footing, end quote. The report shows that central banks bought nearly 400 tons of gold this third quarter, which is up 300% from a year ago. That's never happened in 50 years of gold being purchased by central banks. In fact, they said this is the single largest quarter out of every year since the year 2000. They go on to say that year-to-date central bank buying gold, they bought 673 tons, which is more than any other year 
since the year 1967. So what does this tell us? This tells us one big thing. Central banks are operating based upon history. They bought a lot of gold in 2005, more in 2006, even more in 2007. In the first and second quarter in 2008, they bought significant amount. And what happened in the third quarter, 2008? Everything fell apart. So they geared up for it. They saw something in the works, financially speaking, a financial problem. They also did this in 1999 and year 2000. What happened in 2000? A big bubble burst. So they're doing it again, but this time it's more than ever in history on a central bank level. So this is falling in the path. That's the pattern of central banks. They're telling us indirectly there's going to be a financial calamity in the next one to three years because that's the pattern. And if they're buying more gold now than they did in 2005, 6, and 7, and early 8, that tells us that we could possibly have a worse calamity this next go-around in the very near future, not too far away. So gold is a bought item. If you believe that gold is a great place to park some money, silver outperformed gold every bull market we've been in. And if you're bullish on gold, you should be even more bullish on silver. And in an investment conference that just happened in New Orleans, the number one asset that they were talking about was gold. Talking with David Fisher at Landmark Capital, it's Money Mondays. And I know you've got a freshly revised white paper that people can get for free I want to talk about. But I didn't want to lose you without talking about uh, helping people understand, especially those that are you know watching crypto and think that crypto is the way to go. We just had massive, massive crypto scam that impacted not only financial markets, but political markets. What's that all about, FTX? Yeah, so if let's go put in reference to, the, remember the name Bernie Madoff? He sure. scammed people in 2008. That was a $17 billion scam. This is a $50 billion scam, the biggest fraud in financial history. And this is was done about a, a year and a half ago. And the guy's name is Sam Bankman-Fried. He set up a crypto uh, platform and was leveraging his money. And he actually went to a conference and talked to uh, Terry Duffy, who is the chairman of the uh, uh, Chicago Mercantile Exchange, and picked his brain and asked if he would deploy the Duffy's um, if Duffy would deploy his model and Duffy says your model is crap I'm reading the verbatim he said right away you're a fraud you're an absolute fraud and Duffy who's the head of the CME went to Congress last spring and told them specifically what FTX was doing and they berated him in Congress saying he didn't have information correct they were telling him, uh, you're not, you're have, don't have your facts correct, and yet if he, they would listen to him, $50 billion wouldn't be bleeding out of people's accounts as a result of that. Billionaires, 20 billionaires lost money in this deal. Hundreds of millionaires lost money in this deal, and lots of blue-collar people. And it's not just within that fund as a result of that. 
and I don't want to hammer on Bitcoin, and I'm not anti-crypto, so don't send me emails, but it's not like gold where you can't fabricate it. This was a leveraged investment, and that's what mm. made this thing go foul. That's what 2008 was all about, leverage money. This is now in crypto, and this caused all kinds of losses. They're even saying that you might not be able to liquidate funds, or crypto uh, currencies in other funds now. Those have been stopped from being liquidated wow. through Gemini Trust, which is the Winklevoss twins uh, brothers who are the second largest holder of Bitcoin. So there's all kinds of financial problems going on because of this. David, we've got about a minute until we get 30 seconds of music, so I don't want to get away without people knowing how to get your newly revised, fresh off the press white paper. It's called The Coming Bail-In. Um, what do people need to do? So just give us a call, uh, 877-448-2646. Again, the number is 877-448-2646, or go to landmarkgold.com. It has four more pages of fresh news under the president administration, how the government is coming after your money. And if we get into a big financial problem, like looks like the central banks are saying we're going to by their behavior of buying gold, you're going to want to have some money rolled over your IRA, your 401k, and have physical gold in your portfolio. Absolutely. Very, very informative, David. Interesting. People getting in, in late, make sure you get the podcast of this hour and hear this entire report. God bless you, sir. Happy Thanksgiving. I'll give everybody the number and the website one more time. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your evening. You too, Randy. Thanks for filling in for Stefan. Better believe it. That's David Fisher, Landmark Capital, and their phone number, 877-448-2646. 877-448-2646, or it's easy, landmarkgold.com, landmarkgold.com. Everybody on the phones, we'll be ready for you when we come back. Second hour of the Stephen Tubbs Show next on 710 KNUS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.